Welcome to the Savings Angel Show. I'm Josh Ellis, the Chief Executive Angel at SavingsAngel.com, podcasting to you from the subtropical paradise of Orlando, Florida. I'm an extremely busy consumer expert, money-saving advocate, syndicated newspaper columnist, and that guy who turns digital entrepreneurs into media celebrities at upmyinfluence.com. I love what I do, and I can't wait to get going on today's episode. In order to help you save more, earn more, and live more abundantly on today's show, I'm going to be covering seven ways to save money with warehouse stores. We're going to talk about four ways to get the most out of insurance. And then finally, I'm going to share how you can easily control your kids' screen time with Dan Marrero from Stop. All right, with that, let's get going because I want to help save you some money, make you some money, and live abundantly. So do you want to save more? Well, let's get to it with my seven top secrets to save money with warehouse stores. Now, warehouse stores like Costco, Sam's Club, BJ's and others are known for having great prices on bulk grocery and household items. Now, they can offer these prices because of membership fees, but is membership to these stores actually worth it? Well, if you follow a few specific principles to make sure you're getting the most bang for your buck, the price of membership is nothing compared to how much money you'll save. Now, here are my seven best secrets to save money with warehouse clubs. You ready? Shh. Okay, here we go. Now, don't tell anybody about these because then they won't be a secret anymore. Number one, I want to make sure you check your price per unit. This is so important. Many people fall into the trap of believing that everything is cheaper when they buy it in bulk at a warehouse store, but that is not the case. We have done so much research on this that shows that sometimes warehouse clubs are not at all less expensive compared to even regular retail prices let alone some sale prices that you might get. Again, some items are a great deal, and others are actually more expensive than they could be at a traditional grocery store. So by checking the price per unit and comparing it to the price per unit at other stores, you know whether or not it's a good deal. Now, it's helpful to keep a price list for comparison purposes. Whenever you buy groceries or household items, whether at a traditional grocery store or at a warehouse store, write down the price per unit. Keep it in an app like a, like a notes app or maybe use Evernote or something like that. And then just, you know, again, if this is an item you buy on a regular basis, just make a note of what the price per unit was and where you got that deal. Then bring that list with you whenever you go shopping so you know for sure you're saving money. This is one area where warehouse clubs really have an advantage over traditional retailers because what happens is you're buying these products and the boxes are just in these really unusual shapes and sizes. And so it's a lot more difficult to compare unless you really do a little bit of math. Now, number two, you can upgrade your membership. Now, most warehouse clubs have multiple levels of membership. While the higher level of memberships cost more per year, it also brings a lot of perks that make it well worth it. Now, one of these perks is cash back for all your purchases, up to hundreds of dollars per year. If you shop frequently enough, the upgraded membership can pay for itself after only a few months. 
If you're not sure whether it'll be worth it, you can start out at a lower membership level and track your spending. Then you can upgrade to a higher level of membership later if you think it's worth it. Some stores will also allow you to go the opposite way and downgrade to a lower membership if you feel you're not getting your money's worth with the higher membership level. Number three, only buy what you'll actually use. Warehouse stores tend to sell truly massive quantities of certain items, so you'll have to make sure you'll use it all before it goes bad. Even if the price per unit is better than any other store, it's still a waste of money if you end up throwing half of it away, right? Take into consideration how long it will take you to use up the item and consider whether it will go bad before that time. Now, of course, you can always do number four, which is share with friends. If bulk quantities of certain items are just too much for you and your family to use, strike up a deal with some friends to split the cost of an item. After purchasing the items, divide up among you and your friends. This way, you can get the great deals a warehouse store provides without worrying about wasting money on items that you may not be able to use fully. Number five, use coupons. Now, as a member of a warehouse store, you receive coupons in the mail. By using these coupons, you can get an even better deal on items that are already priced at a discount. Now, the best part is that some stores don't even require you to clip the coupons yourself as they will apply them at the register automatically, which Josh loves this. (laughs) All right. All you have to do is just buy the qualifying items. Bam, you get the discount. The same coupons generally cycle around several types a year. So keep track of when your favorite items tend to have coupons so you can stock up when they come around. Number six, freeze your extras. If you buy perishable items like meat and produce in bulk, portion it out and freeze any extras so they last a long time and don't spoil before you have a chance to use them. Investing in a deep freezer specifically for this purpose can save you a lot of money on groceries in the long run, but it can help keep your frozen bulk items organized well as well. Finally, number seven, buy seasonal items at the end of the season. Now, seasonal items are usually a great deal at warehouse stores to begin with, but you can save even more money on these items by buying them at the end of the season. See, as the seasons transition, the stores need to get rid of the old items to make way for new seasonal items. So they slash the prices. This means you can stock up for next year at a fraction of the price. So there you go. Use my seven best tips. Always, again, when you go into a warehouse club, I don't. I want to make sure you don't walk in with saying, oh my gosh, I am in an actual warehouse where I am getting wholesale prices. I get out of here. They're retailers like everybody else. They happen to just cut out some of the frills and some of the other stuff. So there is the potential of saving a little bit more. And of course, the bigger quantities can sometimes help out. But again, you are not in a real warehouse. So just get get over the psychology of, of what they're trying to pull on you. Just make sure you're being very conscious, being very aware. And if you do it right, warehouse clubs can absolutely save you some money. And saving money, of course, is always a part of living abundantly. Now, saving money on groceries only takes you so far, but let's talk about planning for the long term and how you can get the most out of your insurance. Proper insurance protection is vital to protect yourself and your family against the hardships of life. In addition to the financial protection it gives you, 
adequate insurance coverage can also give you peace of mind, since you know that a financial crisis won't compound the stressful situations in your life. But there are so many types of insurance coverages that you may have difficulty choosing and paying for the coverage you need. So, here are four ways to get the most out of your insurance coverage. Number one, research the different types of insurance. First, look up the insurance laws in your state. Now, some states have a minimum insurance requirement for things like auto insurance and homeowners insurance, so you can make sure you're meeting the legal minimums. Also, think about your lifestyle and types of insurance you might need. For instance, if you live in an area that's prone to floods, you should consider flood insurance, though it's not a necessity for everyone. If you own some expensive electronics, you may consider renter's insurance or a homeowner's insurance policy that covers personal property in case of accident. Insurance coverage should be personalized to your life and your needs. Number two, pay attention to coverage more than premiums. Now, while it may seem smart to save money on monthly premiums in the short term, these cheap policies may not give you the best coverage, which can cost you a lot of money if something goes wrong. While there's nothing wrong with comparing prices between companies, you also have to make sure that you're looking at how much coverage that price gets you. A good rule of thumb is to look at the highest amount of money that you may owe if you have to use your insurance. Could you cover that amount in a crisis situation without added financial stress? If the answer is yes, then you have adequate coverage. If the answer is no, then you may want to increase your coverage, even if it means a higher monthly premium. Because there's, look at, listen, if you, if you're miscovered, and and that's not going to serve your needs and you end up with $40,000 more in loss for example well you did not have the proper insurance coverage so in your case it may be worth the extra 15 20 dollars to add that extra amount a lot of insurances if you're shopping around you're being smart are actually not going to be that expensive listen this is just a part of adulting so make sure you pay attention to again coverage more than premiums number 3 review your insurance coverage frequently now, it's so easy to just put our insurance coverage on autopilot and never think about it again, but our lives are not static, so our insurance coverage should not be static either. Whenever you have a major life change, you should reevaluate your insurance to make sure you have enough coverage. If you move, even within the same state, change jobs, get married, have a baby, remodel your home, or experience any other life change, your insurance needs could change dramatically. Even if you don't have a major life change, it's still a good idea to review your insurance coverage annually. Now, sometimes reevaluating your insurance can actually save you money. You may find you don't need as much coverage as you did before. If you've moved, your new area may have lower insurance rates, even if it's within the same state. Number four, finally, I want you to talk to an insurance agent. All this can be a bit overwhelming, but an insurance agent can help you figure out what kind of insurance you need for your life and situation. An agent can also compare different plans to help you save money on premiums without sacrificing coverage. You might even find a company who caters to your specific lifestyle. For example, USAA is our coverage provider, and they can help military families and veterans and children of veterans find the best insurance coverage 
coverage for their unique situations, from home insurance to personal liability insurance and everything in between. No matter what your situation is in life, these four steps can help you figure out the best insurance coverage to protect you and your family in a time of crisis, all without sacrificing too much in monthly premiums. And that, my friends, is absolutely part of living abundantly. Now, living more abundantly is easier when you and your family aren't distracted by technology. So finally, on today's show, we're going to learn about overcoming technology addiction and keeping our children safe. So that's why I've invited Dan Marrero from the STAP app on the show to discuss some ways that we can keep our kids safe in this heavily technologized world. All right, and I've got Dan Marrero, who's the co-founder of Creative On Demand, and you guys are the company that made an amazing app that is a game changer for parenting in the year 2018, and it's called STAPP, S-T-A-P-P. Dan, can you tell us what STAPP is? Absolutely, and thank you for having me here today. Well, STAPP is a very simple concept. The name stems out of the combination of the word stop and apps. Therefore, we came up with the, with the name STAPP. And it's uh, basically an app that allows you to turn off your kids' social media apps on demand. It's a very simple process. We can talk a little bit about it, but that's essentially what it does. And it all stemmed out of really uh, my experience as a parent that I was struggling a couple of years ago with my then tween, now teenager. I have a 17-year-old boy and a 14-year-old boy. When they were younger, it was very easy to guide their time distribution. You know, it was easy to say, well, please stop playing with the iPad or, or the tablet or whatnot, or stop watching TV, and you can guide them easier. When they got to this age of, of being a, a tween and a teenager, obviously they become independent, you know, they're thinking on their own. It started becoming more and more difficult for me as a dad to really control their screen time, essentially, mm. for very simple things, you know, just like, hey, you know, come down to dinner. And it's like, yeah, I'll be right there. I'll be right there. Yep. You know, 10 minutes later, I'll be right there. And, you know, or, or do your homework or do chores or just let's just hang out as a family. It seemed to be that more and more the, the screen time was taking precedence over life and also, as, as he started becoming a teenager and getting older, it was harder to control that. I mean, it, it got to a point where, well, do I have to take physically take away his phone? Um, yes, I could do that. And I did it a couple of times like parents all do. But it couldn't be every day. You couldn't do that every day. At, at one point in time, I said, well, there needs to be a solution to this. There needs to be a way of being able to just say, hey, you you need to stop that. And if they can't do it at that point in time, which is understandable because we all could be sometimes stuck to or glued to our smartphones, then it's, it's really a tool to help parents be able to control their screen time. And that's what app do, uh, STAP does. Yeah. Well, and the reason why I say this is a game changer, Dan, and I want to talk about um, kind of behavior and parenting and that sort of thing in a bit, but I just want to make sure people understand how this is different from other services that might be out there. For example, a, uh, example, a uh, router-based filter that has time restrictions, like say uh, My Circle by Disney, 
also like you, you're maybe your data provider. So your cell phone provider like uh, Verizon will have family base. SNAP is different. And can you explain how it's different? And, and when you explained it to me, I was like, oh, I'm so in. <laughs> I am all over this. I love it. Well, that's great. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I mean, I can, again, I, I can speak from experience as a parent. Uh, a couple of years ago, I, I went through that process. And precisely, I went through the, let's call it the vetting process of going through the different ways of controlling their screen time. So, you know, there's a lot of good router uh, Wi-Fi controllers. What I found was that they were a bit you know, complicated in terms of usage, in yeah. terms of setting timelines. Sometimes they would work, sometimes they wouldn't. And then what I found is when I would finally get rid of Wi-Fi, of course, kids are so smart. They're like, wait a minute, I have data, right? So then I went to the next step, which is what you were mentioning. We happened to had um, one of those providers. We had family base for Verizon at that point. And I found the same thing for me to go to those apps. You know, it's very difficult to navigate. It took me forever to just try to figure it out. How is it that I'm supposed to control it? Am I controlling this device versus my own device versus my wife's device? So everything became so convoluted that it's not that perhaps it didn't work. It just didn't work for me. Mm. And and I said, there has to be a simpler way. There, yeah. You know, sometimes it's not, you know, when you're in that situation, and I think all parents have been in that situation where they're like, you know, this is not about anymore. It's not about you know, let's figure this out. It's about, I need your time now. <laughs> yeah. So that's when we said, that's not the time where I need to go in and see if, if I have that app or go and download all these programs from the internet and see if Wi-Fi is connected. It's all about just a simple solution, the simplest of solutions, which is you go, you open Stap, and basically from your own phone, you can control their apps and, and their screen time. So you press stop and you stop, their, uh, you stop their social media apps on demand. You can also set a time limit. You can create schedules. The essence, if you will, of, uh, and the platform of Stap was really based on the frustration of, I really need to just take care of this and do it now. Yeah. It's fast, it has to be simple, it's, it's easy. And also another aspect that, that is separate and aside for, from everything is, you know, secure. This is not an app that is about getting into your kids' content. It's not about figuring out if they're watching adult content or not. There are, uh, you know, programs that do monitor those things. Mm -hmm. From our point of view, the idea was really, I just need to make sure that I have the screen time controlled. And also from a programming standpoint with our developers, I wanted to make sure that we didn't get into any other information because it's not about getting into their content or privacy issues. And I felt as a parent that if I was going to download something, you know, I want to control maybe my kids' devices, but I don't want anybody or anything to be getting into their information. You yeah, know what oh, I mean? absolutely. And, and, and so we made sure... We developed it here in the U.S. You know, it's 100% developed here in the U.S. Uh, understanding, you know, what's happening in the world not, right now, um, it's it's an important thing to make sure that that it's secure and private. So that was an, another integral part of the development of Step. 
I just want to make sure that the person listening to this understands that one of the key differences that I see with STAP is that you can control apps that don't necessarily rely on an internet connection to operate. So let's say it's a game that your child is playing. Mm -hmm. You can instantly just open up the STAP app and you could say, okay, uh, no more Angry Birds for you. (laughs) Right. And then all of a sudden, Angry Birds will not open for them? How does that work? It was developed in such a way that anything that is a third-party application download from the App Store, Mm -hmm. you'll be able to to discontinue it whenever you want to stop it. So it could be a game or it could be social media, which is, you know, the two things that that take most of our, 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 our teenagers' time. Yeah, absolutely. So, I'll, so Dan, this is absolutely a game changer. And I can tell you that as a parent, I'm incredibly frustrated that, uh, that Apple or Android, uh, maybe Android does, I, I'm not sure, I'm, I'm not familiar with the platform, um, but it, it's incredibly frustrating that Apple has not provided this technology yet. Um, because our, our kids are absolutely addicted to their devices. And it's one thing to say, well, yes, but the responsibility is on the parent. Yeah, the responsibility is on the parent, but you have to understand that the, that the nature of children, you can have the best relationship in the world, but if a child has access to that instant dopamine hit of that device, um, you know, you have to be very, very active as a parent, and I will say as well that you also, in today's technology, you have to be incredibly savvy to be able to provide uh, that um, that protection for your kids. And I, I, you know, again, I think you need two things: you need great communication with your kids, you need to be a very active parent, um, but you also have to set the barriers. They are still kids, and they're going to test the limits, right? They're going to test, oh, I wonder what happens when I click this or do this. Oh my gosh, now I have access to YouTube on my phone and, uh, you know, and that's exciting. Um, Even though I'm not supposed to, uh, again, I'm sure the person listening to this, your kids are wonderful and they would never do that. I'm not suggesting that. Um, I'll just talk about my kids. My kids are the most amazing kids in the world (laughs) and they test the boundaries frequently. I mean, that's just kind of what, kids do that's what i did i tested them oh my gosh my poor parents <laughs> so 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 dan what you and your uh and, and and you know what you and your developers invented is absolutely genius and i'm telling you right now mark my words you will either be uh acquired by the apple uh, you'll be acquired by Apple. Apple will make this a fundamental part of their platform, no doubt about it. And uh, I think over the next year or two, you guys are going to be in for an extremely great and well-deserved ride because parents are demanding this functionality. Internet-based filtering is great. I'm glad we have that. Yeah. Some of it's a little complicated, but this is absolutely genius. Thank you. Well, well, thank you very much. I, I, I appreciate I appreciate that. I think it's it's so important for us that you know, of course, it's an app and and um, it, it it's really a way of sharing it with the world. Um, and I think to your point, there are so many people that are in, 
the same situation we are. Um, because if you think about it, this is the very first generation that has to deal with technology at this level. Nobody has right. ever gone through this as a parent. So there's no really, there's no guide as to how do I do this? Right. You know, when we were growing up as much as maybe, you know, we might've gotten annoyed when we were teenagers, there was that, you know, your mom or your dad that would go in and say, you need to turn off that TV. And if not, I'll turn it off for you. And it's like, okay, I got to go to bed. Yeah. You know? yeah. Or, or you're on the phone, you know, you have to hang up the phone. They would get right. on the other line, right? Much well, easier to control. It, much easier to and, control. And, 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 and nowadays, and, kids are so savvy, right? Yeah. And, and let me share this too, is that parents need to understand that the apps that are designed today are scientifically and psychologically designed to be addictive, 100%. to adults and kids alike. And so what I want to say is, is it's not your fault. It's not your kid's fault. It's just the way that this environment is created is to provide that, you know, that psychological dopamine hit when you get that, that Snapchat notification, like it's all designed a very, very specific way so that it sucks your kids in. You know, I try to convince my kids, I turned off almost every single notification on my phone. The only thing that gets through for me personally would be texts from my immediate family members. Right. Everything else, I, I, I honestly don't want to, I, I know it removes, it messes with my concentration, my ability to focus. I can't convince my kids to do that so much. So Dan, I applaud you uh, for creating something like this. And when I found out about it, I'm like, I have to share this with my Savings Angel audience. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Well, we're very excited to launch it. Very excited to share it with, with uh, all the parents out there. Believe me, <laughs> we've gone through it. We understand it. And, and it was really created out of, of, of this need for us to be able to, it's just a tool, you know, it's just a tool to help us uh, all be better, better parents. I love it. And again, my background is in family science. My wife is a family therapist. I mean, so this is a subject that we, we care quite a bit about and we care about the relationships in the family. I can just tell you that for our family, rather than arguing about it, I just say, you know, hey, Ethan, my 14-year-old, my uh, your game time is over. And so I've set a filter and it's like he, get, he gets one hour a, a day during the week. And I think that that's more than enough during a school week um, for him to be playing. Now, left to his own devices, he would play games four to six hours a day. Absolutely. It's, you, you wish that your kids would be responsible enough to know not to do that, but they're kids. And the Absolutely. games are designed to suck you in. So again, as a parent, you're competing against <laughs> quite a lot. Uh, so don't feel bad if you're like, oh man, I wish my kid would just know they de their kids and game developers know how kids' minds think. So Absolutely. it's just what we're competing against. Um, but we have to set those boundaries. And boundaries, just setting the boundaries. And, and there's a method of parenting. Oh, gosh, I wish I could call. So basically, rather than saying, no, and my way is the highway, you know, my way is the way, rather right. than getting into that back and forth, just say, 
oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's a bummer. Well, you know what the rule is. It's one hour a day. I know. I know that was really, really fun. But, you know, tomorrow, I'm sure you're going to really look forward to that. And ah, it's a bummer. I know an hour goes by really, really quick. So you don't you don't pit yourself as a me against them. Absolutely say, not. Oh, this is the system. These are the rules. Yeah, that's a bummer. Kind but, of the way it is. Yeah, absolutely. But right. Dan, what you created perfect like that. So don't get into a fight, just turn it off and say, oh, I'm sorry, you know, but that's, you know, when, when it, we know what the rule is, when it's the dinner rule. time, we don't do, we don't, that's not screen time. That's correct. Well, and it's really interesting because you do start <laughs> seeing a behavioral pattern, at least anecdotally with some, some of the people who have tried it so far. And, and, and I'm also speaking in my particular case, which is basically you start creating that parameter. And to your point, and you're absolutely right, it's a little bit like school, right? Well, you know, some kids like school, other kids don't like school that much, but you know that you have rules and you have to follow these rules. Mm-hmm. And so you don't question that. And, and I think you're absolutely right. This is just another tool that allows you to set another rule, uh, you know, a small rule. And they know that they have either X amount of time to be able to use those third-party apps or games or you know Snapchat or social media apps that they have. What also has happened is when you use it enough, you start seeing a, a, a pattern. And the pattern is that they already know it's coming or they already know yes. that, oh, you know, I know I shouldn't be spending so much time. I think right now I should be going to have dinner uh, going downstairs and have dinner with them because it is the time. Yeah. And so it's interesting how it helps you guide them. It's, it's definitely not a conflictive thing. It's more about helping guide their time better. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's incredible how you also notice the difference, you know, when, when what they call uh, out there screenagers, you know, you know, they're, they're stuck to their phone. The fact that they're not really socializing or not involved with their surroundings you know, it, it affects them and uh, their state of mind, their mood. And, and when they have that great balance, it's, it's, it's great. It's almost like sometimes you say, wow, I have my kit back, you know? Mm. So, so it, it is a pattern that it's a behavioral thing that when you set it, eventually you find that you might not even need to use it after a while. They're reacting to it the way that, that they should. So it, it's, it's a great thing. I mean, we're very excited about it. I love it. Okay, so you can get it right now in the Apple the, in the App Store, right? In the iOS App Store. IOS. Not yet available for Android. That's on the roadmap. That's, that's in the yeah, future. That's right. no, um, but work. for for iOS users, you can get it right now. That's that's correct. Um, cool. if, if you go to the uh, App Store, yeah, uh, and and you search STAP S T A P P Parental Control, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to see our app. And right now we're offering a 14-day free trial option for new customers on the lowest tier that allows them to manage one device. So you can check it out for two weeks for free. Obviously, after the trial offer expires, you you know you can cancel your membership and, and not use it or just keep on using it up to you. And you can try it out. You know, there's really no risk. You can just try it out for, for 14 days and see how it works for you. Uh, it's a very simple process in terms of doing it. The, the key elements here are it's safe, as I was mentioning before. It's fast because you, to, to do it, essentially, it's, it's, it's a very simple process. And that was another thing that took us quite a while in the development of the app 
because I wanted the app to work the way I wanted it to work when I was yeah. in that position, which is super easy. I, 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 it can't be a complicated process. How do I download it? And then how do I you put it on my phone? And how does that work? Well, it's very simple. The steps are very simple. Nice. You download the app. Once you download the app, you're going to need your kid's phone for a minute or two. That's really what it takes. You get their phone and basically that your phone is going to send a link to your kid's phone. You click on that link and it'll take maybe 30 seconds. And at that moment, you've paired your both your phones. You can give them their device. They can do what they may when they go to their bedrooms or whatever. And from that moment on, from your device, you can basically be able to control their screen time and, mm. and, and, and their apps. I love it. So in the app store, search STAP parental control. So it's S-T-A-P-P and it's, it's fairly brand new in the app store. So just um, again, S-T-A-P-P parental control and you'll find it 14 day trial and then it's $2.99 per device per month. Well, it'll be $2.99 for one device mm-hmm. and it's $5.99 for two devices or $8.99 for three devices uh, per month. Okay. And just think of how much would it be worth to just avoid the conflict? Just oh to God. avoid those conflicts. <laughs> is it worth the two ninety nine, dollars 99 It's a no-brainer for me. I Absolutely. am all about small amounts of money to save big heartache in the future. So Dan Marrero, again, you're the co-founder and uh, I'd say the, uh, the co-inventor of, of this brilliant app. It's called Stap. It's in the Apple iOS app store right now. Right currently, you can get a 14-day trial. So Apple users, you can go into the app store right now and download that. Dan, I want to thank you so much as parent to parent. Thank you so much for creating this. I think this is kind of like the last missing link for me in terms of being able to help and guide my kids and, and help set safe boundaries so that um, we can avoid a lot of heartache and we can avoid internet addiction and phone addiction. So thank you so much for creating this. Well, thank you so much, Josh, for having me. I I really appreciate it. You know, hopefully parents out there, you know, will feel the the way that that I feel and that you feel. I mean, it's basically, STAP helps you make time for family time. Um, I love it. Dan, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Take care. Hey, thank you so much to Dan Marrero from the STAP app. Um, And disclaimer, we work with STAP, and we're very, very honored to be able to work with them over at Up myinfluence.com. And just in case you're wondering what Up My Influence is, I started this company about four years ago. And we did it because we've been so blessed at Savings Angel to have received so much media attention. And meanwhile, there are so many good business owners out there that are doing good you know they're serving their clients they're they're doing good work out there but maybe they're not really growing like they wish they could well we are 100% focused on helping them grow their business by getting them tons and tons of media coverage both in traditional media on social media, with other digital influencers. I really have a place in my heart for helping great small business owners get a lot of recognition. It's a lot of fun when you get recognized, you gain more respect in your industry, and great things happen. So if you happen to know someone who is a small business owner, would you do me a favor and direct them to up my 
Influence.com, and we would love to be of help. We do a lot of pro bono work. We have a lot of free education that we provide for business owners so that they can enjoy a more abundant life uh, while they run their business. So if you've loved hearing everything on this podcast, would you take a minute to leave a five-star review in the Apple Podcast app or whatever app that you happen to be listening to the show in? By doing so, you help us get this podcast out to more people. The higher our rating, the more we're noticed. And as always, if you have any specific questions or if there's something you'd like to hear me talk about, you could drop me a comment in the podcast feedback, write me in our private Facebook group. All you got to do is just search Savings Angel and you'll find it, or call my podcast hotline at 407-205-9250 and leave me a message. I'll answer your question, write you back, or with your permission, I might even share your question or story with others on this show. Have a wonderful week full of saving more, earning more, and living more abundantly, and thank you for listening. Let's go to Disney World.